0: Before granting you entry to the Russian Federation you must first answer these simple questions. The official language of the Russian Federation is? Very difficult. Correct. What was the result of the last election carried out here in Russia? Joe Biden. Da. What is Russia's biggest export? Spies. What is Russia's biggest import? Sovereign States. Da. What is the most dangerous job in whole of Russia? Opposition party leader. Da. How many nuclear warheads does Russia possess? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's right. You don't know. Why was the USSR dissolved? Uh, because that US in the title. Duh. Why is it so difficult to find someone in Russia? Uh, because you keep on getting colder? Duh. What odorless, colorless, tasteless drink is Russia famous for? The Novichok. Correct. Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. But so Is, is that, that a, that a question? question? No, it was a statement. What are the three main bastions of Russian defense? Deny, deflect, show From shoulders. Duh. Which toy within a toy do Russian children simply love? A kinder surprise. Correct, very good. A lot of people said the Matryoshka dolls, but no, it's not 1920 anymore, you know? And the final question, gentlemen. Would you like a vodka? Oh, it's like 7.30 anymore. Yes. Correct! Yes, yes. Welcome to Russia, gentlemen! <coughs> <laughs> da vashostrovya. Da vashostrovya. Da vashostrovya. Hey! <laughs>
1: Hey, welcome back. Getting some rain over here, finally. We need it. Hope all of you are enjoying your week. I had a great weekend here. I had my stepdaughters staying with me for a few days. Had a good time with them. My eldest, she's in her second year of culinary at her high school, which makes me very proud. She was always interested in helping me in the kitchen, and she would try just about anything that I'd make. And she's come a long way. She needed my help with her final project for the semester. So I had her send me the ingredient list. I went shopping, got the stuff, put together a game plan for how to pull it all off, a shot list, because she needed pictures. Had to take a lot of pictures, actually, through the process for her slideshow. But this girl, she picked something really hard to work with. She wanted to make spanakopita, stuffed with spinach and feta, with a tzatziki dipping sauce. This requires phyllo dough, which, if you haven't worked with it, Is easier to tear than toilet paper requires a very gentle hand and you have to keep it from drying out which is also difficult so I helped her prepare a mise-en-place set everything up on the table took some really good photos she chopped everything I taught her the difference between uh, sliced chopped and minced so she's got really good knife skills but I told her look you're inevitably you're gonna cut yourself the more you use a knife the higher your chances are of giving a little blood at the office. Comes with the territory. Anyway, by the time we get to the part where you place the filling into the dough, she realizes exactly what she's gotten herself into. And we had to cut the shit into like three-inch wide strips. You place one strip down, brush it with melted butter, place another strip right on top of that, then put a tablespoon of the spinach mixture at the bottom, and then start folding the thing like a flag. Well, the folding thing was a challenge for her, and I reminded her how crazy it was. She had asked me if we could actually make the phyllo dough, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? I don't even know what kind of machine it takes to do that, but I know I don't have it, and even if I did, I'm not going to try making phyllo dough. The reason it costs 7 bucks a box in the grocery store is because it's worth it. Anyway, I took over the folding duties while she made the tzatziki, which was outstanding. She, she d- had downloaded this shitty recipe. So I'm like, don't make that. Make mine. I gave, I gave her my recipe. I make it like my friend Afaf from Syria. Shredded cucumber with, ch- with a cheese grater. So there's cucumber all the way through it. And these special Middle Eastern herbs that take it over the top. Nice and minty. Dish turned out great. We got some great photos. I'll be surprised if she doesn't get 100% on this. She chose spanakopita because of the difficulty level. And I think she may have learned her lesson on this one. So the Buccaneers keep winning. The Patriots keep winning. Brady looks like the clear choice for MVP of the league. And wouldn't it be the most hyped Super Bowl in history if the Buccaneers played the Patriots? Brady against his old team, his old coach? That would be one for the ages. Very long shot, of course. But still, come on, huh? And what if it did happen and Brady lost? Ho, <laughs> ho, People would be writing that story for months afterward. Look at how the NFL just dominates the ratings because of stories like this. Formula One is gaining popularity here again. I don't know when they lost it. 80s, I think. But it's back now. Excitement. Not like baseball. Major League Baseball. The owners locked out the players last week. This collective bargaining agreement was really weak according to the players and they wanted more money being paid to the middle class, older players. Honestly, who gives a shit? Last time they did this, the players went on strike right before the end of the season, didn't have a World Series, and the fans just, they were pissed. They flipped their finger to the sport. Attendance and ratings dropped. It's like, ask the NHL how it feels to be one of the lowest of all sports to be watched on TV because of their strike. I don't know how much revenue baseball lost last year because of COVID, but I have to think it was a lot but I know minor league players don't get paid shit. Some of them are on food stamps. Strikes are bad. Lockouts are bad. If this keeps opening day from happening, fans are going to stay home. Do you know what it costs to go to a baseball game now? Angel Stadium, which is the closest to me. 50 bucks for a shitty seat. 30 bucks to park your car. 12 bucks for a beer. I don't know what a hot dog costs now. 8, 10 dollars? Just to attend a baseball game from the nosebleeds. Fuck that. This is why I stay home and watch that stuff on TV. And speaking of TV, you know what I came across the other day? An episode of The Brady Bunch. You know what I noticed? And I don't know if it was like this in every episode. But everybody had blue eyes. Even actors who aren't part of the Brady family had blue or blue-green eyes. It was like they watercolored their eyes in. Look at these bright blue eyes. I had to look this shit up because it was killing me. Turns out, everyone in the Brady family... Every one of the actors that was cast either had blue or blue-green eyes, except for one, Peter. His eyes were brown. So my only assumption there was that whoever Mike was married to in his previous marriage was bedding down with somebody else. And to make things even more confusing, in real life, the actor who played Mike Brady was gay. So go figure that one out. I remember when that story broke. I was like, get the hell out of here. Michael Brady's gay? I thought it was a rumor. But then much later, I read about this. My heart broke for the guy. Here he was, married to this woman in real life, had a family with her, was living this secret life because he was afraid to come out of the closet. Think about this. This was before it was socially acceptable to come out of the closet without getting severely tormented. Robert Reed, that's what his name was. The entire cast knew he was gay, but they obeyed obeyed this code of silence because if it got out back then, that he was gay. It was career over for him. He was America's dad in the 70s. Imagine America back then finding out their father was a homosexual. I'm surprised that Sanford and Son didn't write this into their show. Imagine finding out that Fred Sanford was secretly gay. Outrage? No, people would throw up. I like men, you big dummy. Oh, did you catch this story? $600,000 was found in a wall at Joel Osteen's church. I guess they had hired a plumber to come and fix a broken toilet, one of their bathrooms. And the guy had to bust into a wall. And when he did, a shitload of envelopes came pouring out containing cash and checks that totaled over half a million dollars. Now, if those aren't bad optics, I've never seen bad optics. This guy has always seemed like one more in a long line of con artist TV evangelists. Wouldn't you put that money in a bank? This is like stuffing cash under your mattress because you're afraid to, you know, you're you're trying to hide it from the IRS. I don't know what's going to happen after this, but I'd be surprised if they don't look into it. These people are crooks. Who was the old codger who was sleeping with Jessica Hahn? Tim something. No, Jim Baker. Yes. Remember that shit show? his wife, Tammy Faye, with the big hair and the clown makeup? If that wasn't the most revealing side of TV evangelists. <laughs> Jessica Hahn. What happened to her anyway? I know she appeared in Playboy. She was dating Sam Kinnison for a while too, which was gross. Big fat fucker. That's more disgusting than finding out that Friend Sanford's into men. Oh shit, now I gotta look it up. Hold on. Uh, is Jessica Hahn... Alive. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Still alive. Says she's retired. Now she had her day in the sun. Horrible situation back then. Tammy Faye. Man, people are gullible. Oh, then Chris Cuomo was finally fired from CNN. They had more dirt on this dude. Jesus. I guess there was a a pending sexual harassment suit against him by a former junior colleague. Like, I get that he was protecting his brother. But this guy's a lawyer. He knew better than this. See, he had a job that required certain ethic and moral standards had to be upheld, and he failed to do that. So, so long, Chris. I Make mean, him put CNN in really bad shape. That shit has to be done. You know, you can't work on a news network and do stuff like that. I would expect any network to do the same thing. And CNN's ratings are probably going to suffer. But you no, know, that network needs to pivot. They need to get back to doing news less analyzing every little thing but Cuomo's he stepped away from everything he had a serious XM show walked away from that I think I don't know maybe they fired him anyway shows canceled he had a book coming out publisher pulled out of that deal I'm telling you when you're when you're a cancer to a company people won't touch you with a 10-foot pole like Chris Cuomo is to any company that produces content what herpes is to your dick but get the hell away from us. Don't come back. Drive home safe. And hey, how do you like this headline? Study finds Viagra usage could reduce Alzheimer's risk by 70%. I'm not making this up. A recently published study from researchers at the Cleveland Clinic has found that sildenafil, sildenafil, an approved drug for erectile dysfunction, popularly known as Viagra, can help in treating Alzheimer's disease. The neurodegenerative disease that currently does not have a cure is estimated to impact 13.8 million Americans by 2050, the press release said. With new drug development being a time- and cost-intensive process, researchers in the pharma industry have turned to repurpose already-approved drugs. In the case of Alzheimer's disease, two proteins, namely beta-amyloid and tau, begin accumulating inside the brain, leading to clots and tangles the researchers began investigating which of the approved drugs could act on both of the proteins at the same time instead of targeting just one. So look at that. A pill designed to give you a hard-on actually helps cure Alzheimer's. This is a virtual field day for jokes. But I'm just going to say this. If you're talking to an old dude and you ask him how many times he and his wife have sex in a given month and he tells you he doesn't know or can't remember, that dude's not taking Viagra, definitely not getting laid. And isn't it just a little ironic that medicine that you're supposed to take for your little head actually turns out to be good for your big head. If we could only invent a drug for our little friend that didn't get us into trouble all the time, that would be great. Get on that. (laughs) And to that point, I remember a friend of mine years ago, he said that ED was bullshit, that any guy who thinks he has that, it's all in his head. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's the point. Maybe the little head stops working for old guys and they need a little bit of help. But if Pfizer's stock wasn't getting a big enough boost with the COVID vaccine, look at this shit. Man, what's next? Oh, and I saw that documentary, The Rescue, the other night. I was talking about this earlier from from the directors of Free Solo. I don't know what it was, but I got about halfway through this. I lost interest. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. Most of it uses subtitles because these people are all from Thailand. Call me lazy, but I have a hard time with subtitles. If I want to read words, I'll pick up a book. I was expecting the story to pace like Free Solo, and it wasn't doing that. It just seemed to move slow. The footage was kind of choppy. I know I'm not giving the film a chance. It's got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is stellar. I'll give it another chance another time. I'm behind on all my reading, too, so I have so much to do. Another documentary that I've yet to see is that eight-hour piece that Peter Jackson created on The Beatles. That's a huge investment of time, eight hours. But it's the Beatles, and Jackson, he rarely disappoints. But I was thinking about this. You ever see footage of the Beatles performing live, and then they'd show young girls fainting at their concerts? Literally, girls would get so worked up over these guys that they'd pass out and have to be carried off by security to get medical treatment. Like, last time I ever saw this happen, I think it was was footage from a Michael Jackson concert. Girls would do the same thing. They'd scream so much, get so excited to see this guy perform live on stage. He was just going conscious. And we wonder why pop stars are so fucking arrogant. What does that feel like? To appear on stage in front of thousands of, of screaming girls, right? And and see, see them get that excited, so excited that they faint and drop? And does this still happen? I mean, is there, are there any rock or pop stars that perform today that get this kind of reaction? And then another question I had was... Do guys do it? Are any guys so worked up seeing Madonna perform in her heyday? You know, she used to wear those sexy outfits with, you know, fishnet stockings and stuff. They get so excited they lost it. Blood rushes from their head to their groin and they drop like a rock. That's crazy. Speaking of the Beatles, I guess there's a lot of questions now. Same thing every time you talk about the Beatles. About why Yoko Ono was always present when they were rehearsing. There's this behind-the-scenes documentary. And all this hate for Yoko comes out again, saying she had zero talent. Well, people forget that Linda McCartney would perform with Paul live all the time, and she'd sing background vocals. Did you ever hear the isolated audio from this live performance they were performing, Hey Jude? They isolated just her voice. Listen to this. Ooh, fuck me. That is wretched. It's marginally less cringy than DJ Khaled accosting a, an acoustic guitar. Horrible. It sounds like a farm animal getting its prostate checked. Hey, I got an email from Facebook the other day. I hadn't heard from these assholes in a long time, all right? They sent me a security code to change my password. Said I'd requested it. I hadn't been on Facebook in over three years. So I'm like, what's going on? So I go to log in. I get right in. It turns out I had an account all this time. I had, I just deactivated it. I didn't delete it. So I totally deleted it this time. I mean, it's bad enough. I don't want to be on there. Imagine some shit stick hacks his way in, starts pretending to be me. You can't pretend to be me, you dumb fuck. There's only one me. No one wants to even hear from me, let alone an imposter. And what what do they do? What do they gain from doing that? And who would do it? Like, maybe I have enemies. Maybe it's the dudes from Tyson Foods. Maybe they're still pissed off at the way I would shit on them. On my life as a foodie. Any of you guys remember that whole debacle? I would shit on Tyson Foods on a regular basis. So Foster Farms PR, they contact me and they want me to have Ira Brill, who's their director of marketing on the show. So I have the guy on and I make the mistake of kissing their ass, right? Then not even a month later, huge scandal. Foster Farms has this massive salmonella recall. Next thing I know, there's this other food podcaster. He contacts me. He had a shit ton of listeners too. He wants to know, you know, if I'd come on and, you know, have something to say about it. So I figured, fuck it, get some exposure, right? I already look like an idiot. Just go with it. So I get on there and I said, I never thought in a million years that that would happen to a company that was that trusted, that well-respected, at least here in California. But it proves that no company that big, a company big enough to pay for 30 second ad spots on major networks, they couldn't be trusted. And I think I said, I could think of a hundred better ways to die than death by diarrhea. And that I probably wouldn't be buying Foster Farms chicken any longer. And that's how I ended it. This guy, he was another one of these podcasters that had this clause, no cursing on a show. So I didn't curse, but I had to tell some joke, right? I know Foster Farms wasn't laughing. And you know, getting back to my daughter and her pursuits in culinary arts. I'm not a chef, all right? I haven't done this professionally I could never do this professionally. I'm a home cook. I try to make guests who come to my house feel like they're getting a kind of a restaurant experience here, but with a home feel. But she asked me for recipes on this or that. And, you know, I feel guilty about saying this to her. But I told her that, you know, for now you need recipes. But when you get older, recipes become like handcuffs. right? right. I'm a little this, little that kind of cook. What you're trying to achieve is flavor and balance, and it takes a lot of trial and error. So follow recipes for now. Get the hang of what makes the dish work and what doesn't. Then you can start doing your own thing. Because once you know the basics, cooking is very simple. I told her even the most classic dishes are easy. Take coq au vin, for instance. Classic French chicken stew, right? Usually cooked with a tough cock. <laughs> Sorry, rooster. Oops. Get your heads out of the gutter. Yeah, just, you know, you pound out a, a, a skinless uh, deboned boned chicken thigh, right? Pound it to half-inch thickness. Season it with salt and pepper. Get a pan, nice and hot. Get some butter in there. Sear both sides of it. Set that aside. Add two carrots you've got, right? Chop them into one-inch pieces. Half an onion, cut into wedges. Cook that until the onion begins to soften. And then uh, add some wine. You've got like a cup of wine, a bay leaf, teaspoon of fresh tarragon, a sprig of thyme, deglaze the pan with that, bring the chicken back in there, cover it, simmer for about six minutes till the meat is cooked through and the vegetables are tender. Boom, done. It's that easy. It's, it's as easy as that. Is it actually Van? No, it's not. But it tastes a lot like Van. and you're done in 30 minutes. Try that shit. I'm serious. Try making that as I described it. Tell me that's not delicious. And what I described wasn't a recipe. It was a playbook. That cooking is fucking simple. People make it hard. And I credit my daughter's teacher. She's putting these kids through some serious ropes. And the advancement I'm seeing in her is astounding. And no, she does not want to become a cook or a chef. I asked her. She's heard the stories I've told her from all that I know about the industry. So, no, she just wants to be able to cook for herself, for her friends, anyone she's trying to, you know, express care for. And that's all that's really important. That's why I cook. That's why I've tried as hard as I have to get good at it. My expression of love comes in many forms, right? But none more so than by cooking food for people that I care about. I'm just really proud of her. I know her mother would be proud of her. Cooking is an important skill that should be required in school, not offered as an elective. They did away with home economics. I don't know. I think they saw it as like it was sexist because it was mainly a class that girls took. You know, like women belong in the kitchen. Listen, fun fact. I took home ec in high school. I took that. I also took a typing class. These were classes that were filled with girls, right? And I would go anywhere where there were a lot of girls. The net gain there for me was minimal, right? I was a band geek back then. Girls wanted nothing to do with me. Friend zone only. But I did learn some important shit. Learned how to cook a few things, how to sew, typing. All right, my typing's good. I can type like the wind. Guys at school, they were trying to rip on me for taking these classes. I told them, look, this is a power play move. Get all these girls around you. I had them all to myself too. They got it. I think guys started actually taking that elective after that. You know, I, I pull inspiration from a lot of people who have entered my life, especially the old timers. My buddy Nick, my late wife's grandfather, my late father-in-law. I'm not going to list my brother as an old-timer, but I definitely pull inspiration from him as well. It's always been my life's goal to not only be just a good man, but to be the best version of the man that I'm destined to be, right? A gentleman, a pillar of support for the people I love, a protector of my family, someone, you know, that I hopefully will gain enough wisdom worthy of spreading to people who count on me, like my daughters. My entire point this week has been it's about wisdom, about love. It's my goal in life going forward to give wisdom to my daughters as best I can so they you know grow up to be responsible adults. Do all the right things that their mother and I have taught them to do. You know, Chase their dreams, and if they ever get in trouble, just know I'm there to catch them if they fall. And then kick the living shit out of anyone who tries to hurt them. Honestly, I'm not fucking around. If you have kids, you get it. You, know, you mess with someone's kids, you can expect to get hurt. But the holidays are about family. And we're going to close the year soon, in a few weeks, a couple weeks. And uh, we never close the door on the people that we love. This is when we dig deep. It's not Christmas yet. But my brother is having a birthday today. So happy birthday, Chuck. I'm sorry John Lennon got shot on your birthday. That fucking blows. <laughs> Think about this, though. Hitler died on my birthday just 20 years earlier fucked up, right? Hitler dies. I'm born 20 years later. You're 25. John Lennon gets shot. You got the short end of the proverbial stick on that one. I got the hair. You got the intelligence and the money. Because believe you me, my brother is one of the smartest bastards I've ever known in my life. But I'm okay with being the dumbass with less money, the bigger nose, and a podcast that has the best listeners on the entire planet, if you ask me. But my brother, man, he's my inspiration. And the pinnacle of success both in life and family. And while I raise my glass to my brother, I raise my glass to all of you. I'm out of this place. Have a great week, okay? Enjoy your weekend. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to me go on and on here. My name is Phil. This has been Inane. And I'll see you guys next week. Much love. (laughs)